You're listening to The Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio family of podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcast. Hello again, friends. You have once again sat down at The Nerd Table for our ultimate 13th episode. We're going to have some good luck with this episode, though. And we're going to make 13 our lucky number. As always, my name is Chris, your host and MC for this wonderful nerd table. Sitting down at the nerd table with me is my good friend, Eric. 13 episodes. I can't believe it. Wow, that's crazy. That's a lot. You know, it's really crazy. We're ending Wrestle Talk at episode 380. Wow. Yeah, I know. Wow. I was going to try to go for the even 400, but we need to get the show off the off the channel and move forward with other stuff. So I was like, all right, well, at least let's round it out at 380 because it happened to fall on my birthday weekend anyway. So okay, it, it worked out. So, yes. Uh, now, Eric, here last week, you and I were playing some Among Us. And right. I noticed on this episode at the nerd table that uh, you didn't come alone. No, and, uh, I, uh, you, I you're, brought a you're, good friend of mine. Uh, you're looking least... a little sus right now. <laughs> uh, we actually, we worked together in the parks uh, over at the Great Movie Ride. Um, you know, rest in peace. I love that ride. Uh, and uh, he's a good friend. And he's from the Boston area. So he's mm-hmm. kind of an asshole, just like us. Uh, mm-hmm. Please welcome to the show, Matt Sulo. Hey, how's it going? Hello, Matt. Welcome to the Nerd Table. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, I've got to ask right away, did you get to play the gangster? Yes, I did. That is awesome, and that is the coolest role. That's the one thing I always wanted to do at Disney that I never got to do. I also was Bandit for a short few months, too. Yeah, I feel like you got trained at Bandit, and then uh, you peaced out. (laughs) Yeah, it, it, it... (laughs) <laughs> it was awkward. Uh, I, I can't do a southern accent, so uh, I did my best and tried to sound like Beetlejuice while I was doing it. <laughs> it, it was weird, because uh, I'm like, I can't talk in a southern accent. It's just not possible. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know what the Great Movie Ride is, it's basically a tour where you would go through movies and then like the movies come to life, right? Like that's, that's the whole premise of it. And it, it's a lot of fun. Um, so there's different variations of the ride you get. Uh, sometimes you'll get the gangster, right? Which is always on that doesn't matter when you come gangster is always up. Um, and sometimes you'll get a bandit, which is like a wild west type of uh, feel. So he was trained in both those uh, roles uh and and yeah it's just a it was a great ride man it was it really was i miss it a lot i'm not gonna lie that's surprising that you even knew that much eric gonna be honest here why just because i stayed in the little box looking at a computer all day and uh, i felt like you were always on break Uh, ride about to go down and uh yeah i'm on lunch oh i know i know when that ride's (laughs) gonna break down i know when to take my lunch you are absolutely right (laughs) i i would hope you did because you broke the ride at least three times a day when you first got trained for a month i i'm not kidding when uh so chris when when i first started over at the great movie ride 
every day that I worked, the ride would break, but not like a simple break, right? Where you could just reset it and go up and run it. I'm talking about like, uh, it's going to sound way worse than it actually is, but like a, a car would go off track and we would have to shut down the attraction, evacuate everybody, and then like wait for maintenance to put it back on track. Now, when I say off track, I'm, I don't, I'm not, it's not like a roller coaster, right? Like nobody's going to die. Um, it's actually one of the slowest a, moving rides. So, right. Right. Oh, yeah. There's a, a guide wire, right? And the machine or the, the car basically has to follow that guide wire, but it's underneath paint and like cement and stuff like that. And sometimes it won't read it. So it thinks it's off track. It's not, right? And it goes, hey, no guide wire, off track, vehicle stops moving. And normally maintenance can just show up, move the car a little bit either back or forward or whatever, it picks up the guide wire and then you're good to go. But sometimes, sometimes it senses the guide wire and the guide wire is not there and then it stops sensing it. And then, <laughs> and then you're, you're in for a real fucking treat because you're like, how the fuck? The fucking car moved like five feet in a different direction than it's supposed to. <laughs> but yeah. The time the car went off track, and ran right into the wall. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, yeah, that was a maintenance thing. So they turned off the guide wire thing, uh, and it there was nobody on it, right? It was supposed to take that vehicle off, and they do that near the end, but I think they just started it in uh, like as it was taking off. So the car would just move. Because you can – the steering wheel on there – is an actual steering wheel. It just doesn't do anything when it's in automatic mode. So are you actually steering the vehicle then? No. No. Okay, so it's kind of like the Jungle Cruise. It's still pretty much there for show? Yeah. It's there for show until they have to use it. Ah. Yes. Like, oh, it's that it's could be functional. Good. It's just like it's not doing anything while it's in the normal operating mode. There'll be times okay. when maintenance put it in autopilot but the steering wheel will go through the motions of the ride. So the steering wheel will be going crazy. Yeah. Awesome. So a lot of people will lean on the steering wheel and sometimes they'll just like nudge their butt in a direction. And they're like, okay, almost <laughs> fell off the ride. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. <laughs> All right. Oh. So now that we're actually on the move, ride, right, I want to talk about some crazy, stupid things that like guests have done oh, that God. will cause. So, <laughs> what are you trying to say, Eric? That guests do crazy, stupid stuff at Disney? All the fucking time. All the time. <laughs> and one of the biggest ones is the guns that we use for props. Well, they're actual guns. They're just modified so they no longer you know, can fire live rounds. They just fire blanks. But they're real guns. So well, the thing is, is in the cylinder, there's a sleeve. And if that sleeve ever falls out, it was a live gun. Yeah, but it's so, never gonna come out. That that I, it only that happened was like once, in. I think, when I was there. It shouldn't have. Those things are pressed in. You need like a, a machine press in order to get those things out. And it, unless what it's one of those mean? old Tauruses. But the Taurus? Yeah, it's probably <laughs> <laughs> those old Tauruses. Like once they replaced them, they were fine. But you don't touch it, right? Like we tell you. And we'll give you a warning, but at the moment somebody reaches for that fake gun, right? And I, I did finger quotes and I realize I'm talking, but whatever. <laughs> Once they reach for that, that's it. Like, 
ride stops. They get called. We get called. Like I, I would get called. I'd go out there and then I have to call security and where they're going to have a talk with that person. And, and that's just for safety <laughs> reasons, right? Like you don't know. Like sometimes it's just they're playing around or whatever and they want to be like, oh, uh, the, the bandit and the gangsters, they're, they're always bad guys, right? They steal the, the, the vehicle and then they go on the rest of the tour. So they're like, oh, I can help the good guys by taking his gun away. And, and, and we're just like, no, you can't do that. Like these aren't, these aren't fake. Uh, so that shit happens a lot. <laughs> there was one time I had a kid when I was doing my gangster show and I just like came out and was saying lines and it was quiet. And this kid's like, that's not a real gun. And I was like, yeah, it is kid. And I think he thought I was an animatronic. And he was like, oh, and he was just scared the rest of the <laughs> rest of the show because one, I talked to him, it wasn't expecting me to go off script. And two, I was like, dumbass, this is a real gun. Like, don't think like you think this is a prop. I mean, it can be, but like, no, stop. You're an idiot. Here. You don't <laughs> think this is a real gun? Shoots kid in the foot. Kid is screaming. <laughs> well, he didn't. He didn't think it was real. I I proved him wrong. I actually had one guest hit me in the back of the head because I scared his daughter when I was in Gangster. And she was probably around my age. So it's like, okay, overprotective father, calm down. <laughs> That's a little, a little weird, but yeah. I had somebody do, do something similar at Safari when I was driving the truck. They didn't think I was a real person. So they, they didn't like hit me, but they touched me. And I was like, can you please not do that? And they're like, oh, it's a real person. Yeah, I am real. Do not touch me. I need it. We need a divider. For real. Like, yeah. Like, all of a sudden, they, like, brushed the back of my head. And I was like, what the? F no, you're not touching me. We're not. We're not. We're, we are not doing this. <laughs> we're not doing this. This is a PG park. Stop I right also now. Liked, uh, I also liked how guests would think that the safari trucks were on tracks. And I was at the uh, I was at the load station the one day. Uh, if you you want to do the technical positions, it's called departure two. Departure one is the guy who loads the truck. Departure two is the OC console. But we had fancy names at Safari for all our positions because we're. Oh, God, I hated Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Safari <laughs> Safari was Safari was kind of extra. Let's be let's be honest here. Mm -hmm. But. uh when I'm at departure two and I'm loading the vehicle, there's, you know, because you got the families that are at the gates waiting to get on. And the guy at the front of the gate is like, yeah, they're not really driving the trucks. They're on a track. He's like, see, I can show you right there. And he points at the ground. I'm like, is he referring to the fake tire tracks in the mud as the <laughs> track? Is that what I what's happening here? OK, I think that's what's happening here. OK, buddy. Well, you have fun. And I remember somebody even asked me, they're like, so how come you guys don't just, how come you guys do actually drive the vehicles? Why don't you, how come they don't have like a ride track or something? I'm like, well, you see. There's these things called an animals. <laughs> if an animal steps in front of the truck, I need to stop the truck. <laughs> so, yeah. And they're like, well, what about like a sensor system or something? I'm like, with how often these animals cross the road, this ride would take 20 this ride would not take 20 minutes. It would take 50. Yeah, the drafts would just chill in the middle of the road the whole time if that was the case. <clears throat> and they did sometimes. My favorite mm -hmm. was when the ostrich would get in front of the truck and just stare at you. With oh, yeah. Hanging open like an idiot. 
Just have a and stare then, down. Then you have to do the call in when the animal doesn't move. And they're like, all right, wait 30 seconds. Call me back. <laughs> you call them back. They're like, did it move? I'm like, no. Okay. And then here comes animal programs to move the ostrich. And they're like, they got to bring out the food bucket. Cause that's the only way that the ostrich will actually respond. <laughs> and it, it turns its stupid little head. It's like, oh, look, food. I'm going to go this way now. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a reason why the term bird brain exists. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so, so here's a question about the uh, the great movie ride that I've always been curious about. Do you know why they chose the certain movies that they did choose? Was there like a relation to MGM Studios when it was called MGM Studios at the time? Like, did they focus on MGM films or did they try to just get a good film variety out of it with uh with classic pictures so they could mention classic actors. Um, oh god. Uh, you talking about the original like the the finale there at the end? No, we're no, talking about, I'm the, talking whole about ride the ride in general. in general. Like there's a section for Alien, there's a section for Tarzan, there's a section for oh, Wizard okay. of Oz. Like do you know why they chose that stuff or is it just kind of like here's what we believe is popular? Well, here's let's start with like a little brief history of Movie Ride. Uh, Movie Ride was originally supposed to be in Epcot, and it was going to be called it was going to be a pavilion called These Great Moments at the Movie Movies, where you would go in and the first thing you would do would be the backlot tour, and then after that you would get off and you would go to Sci Fi Diner and eat, and then the last thing you would do was These Great Moments at the Movies which was the great movie ride. Actually, all the animatronics on there still had stuff on it that said these great moments at the movies. Um, and then Michael Eisner was like, you know what, let's make this into a park. And that's when the whole MGM stuff came in to like came in and pretty much I'm almost like a hundred percent positive that most of the ride, most of the movies in the ride were MGM movies, which are now like Turner classic. Well, Turner movies yeah, now. Yeah. Um, so freaking Ted Turner. Yeah. There's actually like, there was a rumor near the end coming around that the reason why we, uh, Turner classic movies sponsored movie ride was kind of like a little stab at Disney and stuff and took away half of our script pretty much. Anyways. Um, so pretty much most of the rides had like contract, like most of the movies had contracts with the ride. From what my understanding, it's also been a long time since I've worked there, so I'm going to be a little rusty. And if anyone, so it's also kind of like how uh, how the countries in World Showcase have agreements to have those countries in Epcot. Yes, okay. Much, from my understanding, the so only thing, and it so was not like they just Disney. It's not like they just ch- yeah, yeah. But it's not like they just chose these movies and then went with it. They they had to exercise all these agreements, so maybe that's why. X movie wasn't featured because they went for it and they didn't agree or whatever, which is I'm sure is possible. Well, there was other movies that were originally supposed <clears throat> to be in the ride, ex- except like certain movies. Like okay. originally it wasn't supposed to be Raiders of the Lost Ark in that scene. It was actually supposed to be the Ghostbusters. Oh, and there was, there was blueprints. Like there was actual, like, um, I can't think of the term right now, but there was scenes drawn out of what they were going to have there. And it was going to be like when they're going up to Zool and everything and getting ready to like shoot her. 
with the uh, I, as much as I that. love the Ghostbusters, I don't know if I would have loved that as much as the Raiders <laughs> reference because I think the Raiders reference works really well. Oh, it does. It fits in better, and it's a better transition. Right, because for people who don't know the ride, after the gangster or the bandit take over your vehicle, that's where they actually disappear, is when they're going after the Ark. Yep. Um. Yeah. Yeah, there's a jewel that they go for, and then uh, <laughs> something happens. I won't spoil it for any of those. Oh, well, I guess you can't do it now. Yeah, well, they, <laughs> they, what are they going to do? Go die. ride it? <laughs> they fucking die. <laughs> we died they were just like no sir you go turn into a skeleton right now how <laughs> dare you try to steal this jewel that has a three thousand year curse on it i died several times a day when i worked at the great movie right oh, how seriously i did 16 hour trips <laughs> and i would i would die i would i, I would hear the dust of three thousand years in my see uh, one of the funny things that's happened to me while i was working at the movie ride was there was one time i would follow these uh behind <laughs> the vehicles and i scare people when i do that because anybody who sees me. someone off in the ride path you would stop the ride immediately right but it was our job to kind of walk the ride path and make sure everything's good and everything's like functioning. Nobody dropped anything, that kind of thing. Um, there was one time I was watching the Wicked Witch and she just dropped her broom. She said her <laughs> lines and then she did a mic drop with the broom. And I just I chuckled and I scared the people in the back of the fucking car so bad. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. <laughs> There was one time I was trying to do my scene with the witch and like I was very animated on the ride when I was a tour guide and gangster and I went like to do like my little stupid shit that I would do on it and then I look all the way in the back right where Fantasia was and everything I just see Eric like with his flashlight holding it by his face and I was like what the fuck and I forgot my line (laughs) I forgot my line nice job Eric yeah well you know i do what i do uh so let's bring this back to some some nerdy stuff for the people who don't know too much about disney and i feel like they're they probably didn't get that first half um (laughs) but we have a lot of disney fans that listen to this show so i think a lot of people will be fascinated by stuff like this like my buddy andy hey andy how you doing buddy who was on the show previously to show off that drum kit of his he's a disney fanatic and i know he'll appreciate just discussions about these these rides in general. Um, I, I, I have a I have an off the track story I'd like to tell. Okay, okay. go for it. <clears throat> so when I worked at Revenge of the Mummy at Universal, <gasps> which is I know right that ride I still maintain that's the coolest ride at Universal. Like, agree. Well, Jaws was, but I digress. Well, okay. Jaws <laughs> it's the was coolest like ride the currently Universal, at Universal equivalent to like Safari slash movie ride. Movie ride. Same was yeah. so wasn't um the original King Kong ride. Oh which, yeah, yeah. Which no yeah. offense was as much as I love the Mummy, the old King Kong ride was definitely. Old King cool. Kong ride was pretty cool. I got to tell you when I when I rode uh when I rode Skull Island, I was disappointed for two reasons. One, it ended up being the 2005 King Kong when I was expecting the new King Kong. Yeah, so I was like, "Oh, this because it came out with that Skull Island movie," and then I'm like, "No, this is Peter Jackson King Kong." That's uh, and then I was also just didn't really enjoy it because Universal's problem right now is everything is screens. Oh yeah, 
Every new Party ride yeah. is screens with 3D glasses, and I'm, I feel like they can't come up with anything original. And even though I'm not an Avatar fan, seeing that animatronic on the river ride. Oh, my God. I know it's like the most expensive thing in Disney right now. But just getting to see an animatronic like that in – and this was, this was last year when I went. So November 2019 warmed my heart because I wasn't just looking at a freaking screen again. Yeah. But to throw this back, when I worked at Mummy, one of the that was probably of all the rides I've ever worked at in, in any park, that was the ride people lost stuff on the most was the Mummy ride. Oh, I can like, see that. Like not even not even the Harry Potter rides people lost as much crap. But the Mummy ride, for some reason, everybody always brought stuff on that we told them not to. We have lockers for a reason. And people would lose crap all the time. When you do the track walk at the end of the night. I mean, I got to tell you, we would have entire trash bags filled with lost and found items. And the most common things were always hats and glasses, hats and sunglasses. That was the super common thing, hats and sunglasses. So one time I'm working and I'm at Unload Mm -hmm. and Unload's always fun because you can clap. You do the clap and usually the people had a good time. Almost every vehicle claps with you and they get off laughing and giggling because they, they weren't expecting the ride to do what it did. Real so quick, they, I have to ask, why the fuck do all the Universal rides clap at the end? It's like, yeah, you enjoyed the ride, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, clap. Is that like what it is? Like, why do you guys clap? I mean, that was that, the only ride I ever clapped for. I mean, all the rides now, just like the, all they do is like clap at the end. <laughs> they want to make sure you feel happy. You have good I feelings. Guess so. I guess so. I mean, I don't know. I, I wasn't like trained to clap, but oh, it was... Okay. I was just one of those rides where if I started clapping, I knew people would have a good time on it. So that would kind of get a reaction from them. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I ever clapped at any other ride that I ever worked at. I didn't clap at Forbidden Journey. Mostly because it's a moving belt and I was trying to get people off of it. So I didn't have time to clap and gauge their reactions. So I should have clapped after I punched that guy in the face. Oh, God, I love this story. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, finish your story, and then I um, tell that story. Oh, my oh, goodness. No, I've, okay. I've shared that story before, but I'll share it again. Yeah, oh, my. <laughs> so, yeah, so, of course, a kid gets off the ride, probably like a 12-year-old kid, and he's like, I dropped my – I don't remember if it was a hat or sunglasses, but he dropped something. He's like, can you guys go get it for me? And I'm like, I'm really sorry, buddy. We can't stop the ride to go retrieve your stuff. But, and I do the whole spiel, like, you know, at the end of the night, we collect everything. We're going to bring it up to Lost and Found at the front of the park. So make sure you retrieve it. You know, tell me what I'm looking for. I'll make a note of it to look for it. You know, all, all that stuff, right? And he kind of, he's he's giving me the blank little kid stare, but he's kind of nodding in agreement. And he disappears. Okay. So about 20 minutes go by, and I'm unloading vehicles, and... The same kid gets off. He goes, can you go get my hat now? I'm like, no. I already (laughs) told you I can't stop the ride to go get your hat. I'm really sorry. And I kind of do the spiel again. And he does the thing and he disappears. Now, I know for a fact he rode one more time because I remember as I was getting bumped out of position and a vehicle was unloading, I saw the kid get off the ride a third time and... It looked like he was going to ask me, and he didn't. 
And then as I'm leaving the position, I look back and I see him talking to the attendant who just bumped me. And I'm like, oh, man, I know exactly what he's doing. He's now going to try to see if somebody else will stop the ride for him. And I got to give him credit. He was persistent. He really wanted that hat back. But, you know, not going to stop the ride. Sorry. Right. Don't fucking wear the hat. Don't wear the hat. People are dumb, man. And I did not punch the kid in the face. So, you know, that's a, that's a thing. Oh, man. God, could you imagine? <laughs> Shut up, little kid! Pow! <laughs> All right. Eric, Eric punched the guy in the face. Oh, I, I did. I did. And I, I don't know, like... Uh, okay, I'll try to keep it short, because I've already shared the story before. Uh, I think it was in episode, what, three? Three or four? It was one... We we're telling our, we we're pretty much telling our individual favorite stories. I told my weird coworker story, who, yeah, uh, and then you were and like, "Okay, here, here's here's mine." I'm okay. like, "Yeah, I don't know if I can top this, but I'll so try." I'll, uh, I'll I'll share. I'll I'll do a quick version of it. I was working at Shrek at the time, around when Shrek Two was coming out, very popular attraction. At the time, there was only one theater and not two. I don't know how many theaters there are now, but the line was ridiculous. Uh, so there, we had the express line and a regular line. The regular line was like 120 minutes or 90 minutes or whatever. It doesn't matter. It was super fucking long. Um, across the street was the Jimmy Neutron attraction. Next to that was the store. And next to that, there's these ATM looking machines where you could get an express pass uh, basically a time to come back, come back during that time, and you can go through that line. This guy wanted to go through the Express Pass line. And I said, I'm sorry, I can't let you through unless you have an Express Pass. Now, there were two options. You had the paid option, which you can buy, or the free option, which is the machine that I just mentioned. Uh, so I told him that you know he can buy it. He says, nope, not buying it. I'm like, okay, well, there's a free option. It's going to tell you what time to come back. It's just, It's not going to be now. But when you come back, you can go through this line, not have to wait the 120 minutes or just wait until after like, you know, three or four o'clock. It's the middle of the fucking day. It's like 12, one o'clock. And we're in the front of the park, like legit the front of the park. It's busy. So just come back later and you should be fine. Anyway, I point them off to the machines. Above the machines, there's a, a red and green light, right? Let's us know if there's still things available. So there's one for Jimmy Neutron, one for Shrek. I see both of them green. I tell him, go over there, grab a pass, and then you can come back. When As he's crossing the street, it goes from green to red. I go, fuck, this is going to be a problem. So he goes over there. He's like, oh, there's nothing over there. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. That means they're out of express passes. That means we're out for the day. Um, now, if you want to go through the express line, the only option is to purchase it. And he got upset, and he spit on me. And I was going through puberty at the time, so I was very angry. And I blacked <laughs> out, but I just kept punching the guy, basically, until uh, my manager came over and, and got me off of him and stuff like that. So that is the short and dirty. Now, I give a more detailed one in the, in uh, one of our earlier episodes. But that that's pretty much the, the, the short of it is, yeah, I, I was going through some changes, and I was uh, very aggressive. Now, changes. <laughs> uh, immediately afterwards, I got a job over at Disney. So clearly, punching someone not off not off the table. You know, you could do that and still work at Disney. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, so Matt. Uh, so, what makes you a nerd, man? Like, oh God, what 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 does it, man? Um, at least I'd like to think I'm one. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, I love gaming. Uh, I'm currently playing Persona Five Royal. I stopped for a little bit. Now I'm back in it, and I'm a hundred hours deep into that game um let's see I, I mean i love anime i read some manga especially like especially like animes that are currently stopped or only had one season and you're like wow this was really good anime and it was just like yeah we don't have another season author died but the manga finished here go read the manga oh okay <laughs> great thanks all right cool um let's see what else um besides video games anime manga I read light novels from certain series, like The Rising of the Shield Hero. Um, let's see what else. I even dabbled during this pandemic of reading some fan fiction because, I'm going to be honest, I hate the way that Naruto ended. So, mainly okay. because, uh, no offense to Hinata, but uh, yeah, you, you were pretty much not a main character or any even a side character in the show or the manga because then you only had like 50 panels with Naruto and then you ended up marrying the guy. So, it made no sense. I don't know about that. I like Hanada. She's a little stalkerish. She, yeah, she's very she's a stalkerish. stalkerish. She, she barely had any screen time with Naruto or even in the manga. And then he actually finally, Kishimoto finally showed it like him, Naruto, and Sakura, Sakura actually getting closer and her potentially showing that she has feelings and then let's bring back sasuke kun and her little fangirl and screw all character development we had for sakura and then the western fans treat her like shit and be really toxic and say she's useless even though she's constantly saved so many lives and all this and that but hey you know i digress i'm not gonna go on a rant about this <laughs> no, no. Rant, ranting is what we do that's what we do here at the table have you heard right, the show <laughs> We uh, uh we are very we are very quite good at the ranting. I have a it's it's not a rant, but I just want I want to point something out. Now, we have a rule on this show and actually it's a rule for my podcasting channel CKCC Radio. We okay. don't we don't discuss politics. Okay. That's that's a rule because I don't want to upset it, people. It, well, yeah, but I also want to provide people with an escape. That's the okay. whole idea here, right? But I want because we just went through a very important election, I want to point out something very, very important here. And I think everybody will agree that it's okay to break the rule just to point this out. I'm looking at the map right now, the United States, all the red and all the blue. And I just want to make mention that Team Instinct still has not taken any goddamn gyms. Team Instinct, (laughs) you guys suck. You are absolutely the worst team you need to get good. You suck. Valor and Mystic are kicking your asses. And I don't know why you would have chosen to be the yellow team. You guys uh, you guys are just awful. Pack it in. It's over, Team Instinct. It's over. It's done. Hey, I, even though I only played Pokemon Go for the short, like, five minutes that I downloaded the app and realized my phone <laughs> battery sucked and everything, I was Team Instinct. Let's go, Team Instinct. Don't listen to them. Don't listen well, let's to that. see. Let's see. How many states do you have, Team Instinct? I'm counting zero. <laughs> Get good, Team Instinct. Wow. Wow. Instinct. <laughs> Whatever. I haven't played that game in so long. I now have this a decent my, phone my poor. and I can do it. 
my my poor iPhone 4S at the time couldn't handle it. <laughs> the battery would die within five minutes. So I've gotten to the point of Pokemon Go now where I log in once a day. I do the little daily task and then I pretty much stop playing and forget about it for the rest of the day. I used to have a hardcore obsession with that game. Like I played all the time. I was always I actively went out and looked for Pokemon and for, for gyms and everything. I, I actually played it. And then I just it got to be one of those things where it started becoming more of a chore and it stopped being fun. Right. And once once the game feels like a chore, you don't want to play it anymore. And that's the one thing I cannot say about the new Animal Crossing game. I still log in and play that every single day. And I have played it every day since I got it in March. And I still enjoy going in and doing the daily stuff. I, I just don't understand. Like, I've never played Animal Crossing, so I'm going to sound like an ass saying this. But, like, I've seen people with over a thousand hours in that game. And I just don't see the entertainment by it. I'm going to be honest. I don't. It might not just be for me because I'm a huge JRPG fan and RPG fan. By the way, Genshin Impact is a great game and you guys should play it. Um, even though we're clearly not sponsored, but I'm just letting everyone know. It's a great game. You <laughs> should play the game. Me, me and Eric, are, I don't even know how many hours we put into that fucking uh, game. A so lot. Far. A lot of hours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know how many hours we put into that game, but we put in a lot. I think the, the, the issue with the uh, Animal Crossing is that it's uh, it's open-ended right from the beginning, right? So there's a little bit of, um, of a goal, right? You need to pay off your debt, which kudos for starting off the game in debt because that's real life. Um, <laughs> it's very, very realistic there. A little too real for me. And that's probably what, I, what threw me off. Like, I don't want to be in debt. No, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck this game. <laughs> Can't be in debt if I don't play. Anyway, so, um, but yeah, no, there's, there's no big story to it. And I think that's what throws most people off of it who play JRPGs or RPGs in general. It's a casual game. It's it's appealing to casual people because it's actually what I call it. I call it a Zen game because it is very relaxing to play it because there's no stress involved with it. So, like, when I'm playing Super Mario 3D All-Stars and I'm getting my ass kicked trying to get a freaking star in Super Mario 64 that I've gotten before because I've gotten the 120 stars in multiple game files. So I know I've done it and then I can't do it. And I get stressed and I get mad and I'm like, it's like I'm going to go to my island and just walk around, talk to my neighbors. And it's going to relax me. I feel like if you're if if you're a fan of games like The Sims and Sim type games, even even things like maybe like a roller coaster tycoon or whatever, then I think Animal Crossing is more your style. But yeah, if you're a if you're a platformer or a JRPG or an adventure gamer, it may not be for you. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not like it's not like it's one of those games where somebody's like, oh, I don't like this, and people are like, oh, how how can you even say that? Because I've always hated that like elitist attitude towards gamers because if you're a gamer you should just get well you could be a gamer that, and dislike certain games yes that's, exactly that's and fine. like right and is you're not a dick about it like my, one of my all-time favorite games it, are the portal games but if somebody told me they didn't like portal i'm not gonna freaking throw a temper tantrum over it i mean i don't like i'm i'm gonna get a, i'm gonna get a lot of shit for this 
I mean, I don't like Legend of Zelda, so. Oh God, Eric, are you all right? Uh, Eric, 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 okay? Eric, it hurts me Eric every time he says this, and I keep telling him he's wrong. He's just <laughs> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't care. But it's okay like, to be wrong. <laughs> it's okay. I, I've, I've tried it. I've tried a couple of the games, and I just I couldn't get into it. Um, I might give Breath of the Wild a chance because I do have it for the Switch because I bought it off of, bought the Switch off of someone, and I've been told that Genshin Impact is a lot like Breath of the Wild, so I might actually have to give Breath of the Wild a chance. Um, keep in mind that the world itself and the the atmosphere is Breath of the Wild, but at least in Genshin Impact, your weapons don't break, so you'll be picking up multiple weapons. Of the right, same I already type. fucking hate this game. I already hate it. <laughs> no, it adds it adds a level of complexity and like strategy to the game because certain weapons are definitely more effective against certain enemies. Yeah, I'm a and, fucking idiot, so I'm not gonna like. <laughs> and and. You don't even have to use the weapon. Sometimes you just go to the top of a cliff, push a boulder off, and kill everything underneath it, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounded a little evil, but, it, I mean, it's true. I mean, is it so, as evil as playing Super Mario 64 and grabbing a penguin and just letting it fall to no, its that's, death? No, that's a monster. You're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've, we've all done it. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps even recently with Mario 3D All Stars, we've done it. <laughs> you know, hey, you know what? In my defense, it was the baby penguin that wasn't the hearse that I threw off the cliff. I gave oh. the mama penguin her baby penguin, and then I threw the other one off the cliff. So, in my defense, that I did not monster. separate that family. It yeah, was a that, monster it baby was, penguin. It was, it was, it was looking a little sus. So I. <laughs> So I vote. I voted it out. Yeah. So I want to want to talk about this real quick because I thought this was really important. Uh, last week I got to play Among Us for the very first time, like in a real session. I had played a couple oh, of so rando onlines, and it was the rando onlines were not fun. The game is way more fun with people. It's actually how and Matt played, Eric played, a bunch of people that were in my Wrestle Talk community were part of it. My coworker Brandon was playing with us. We had a really really good time. Um, as you guys are listening to this episode, we've done, uh, the Among Us Extra Life stream for charity that I'm raising money for charity on Saturday, November the 7th. And hopefully I've raised a good amount of money as you're listening to this. I can't really, it kind of stinks. <laughs> I can't hype it up because it hasn't happened yet, but you're listening to the episode. This is where the timeline gets screwed up. We got to call on the doctor and fix the timeline here. Oh but, God. but yeah, but, uh. I had a I had an absolute blast playing that game, and I I will hearken this back to the fact that that was the most fun I've had playing a multiplayer game since like I used to play GoldenEye with my friends back oh, so bad back in the day. Like like I had such a blast. I I was laughing my ass off. I was having a good time. I mean, I was literally giggling. I mean, I have to turn your turn the microphone off. You can't hear it because I got to go silent when the game's in motion or I'm dead. Can't turn the mic on, but I was giggling like a friggin' fool at some of those parts. And my <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And my favorite was the first real game session that we went through. There were eight of us and then four people were dead and we get the dead body call. And as soon as it comes in, cause the only people left were me and Dan, 
the other podcast co-host, and then the two of you. And as soon as the meeting starts, I just hear you go, it's Eric. And I hear Eric go, bullshit, it's you. And I know Eric's I'm guilty voice. So I was like, oh, no, Eric's that's Eric. And I immediately was like, well, this was easy. I know who to vote for now. <laughs> I watched you kill him in cold yeah. blood. <laughs> I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> you started walking uh, away and then you saw me. And you were like, there's, no something, there's something really enjoyable about playing a game where you're just trying to screw over your friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My Oh, my God. I was the, the, my favorite. My favorite was the big screw up I made on the imposter deal. I'm the imposter and I see somebody doing the doing the task in the weapons room. Yeah. And I run up and kill them. And I noticed that there was another sprite standing there that I didn't see because they were standing on top of each other. And he immediately <laughs> goes and calls for the dead body. He goes, you're really going to kill him right in front of me. And I'm like, you know what, guys? It was me. Just vote me out because I fucked up this session. Let's just start a new one because it was me. Because I had no defense to that whatsoever. Because I literally just killed someone in, so- in front of somebody else. And I had... I got as, as soon as I saw that I messed up, I couldn't come up with a a fake story. So I was just like, "All right, screw it. It was me." Yep, it, it was me. me. I'm not gonna even lie. It was me. And I did get to win as the imposter one time, so that was that was kind of fun to to be the victor. But <clears throat> but yeah, uh, that was that really was some of the most fun I've ever played. And I want to encourage anybody out there to give this game a try. It's also one of the easiest pick up and play games I've ever tried because it, whether you're playing it on your phone, because I've got the phone version too, in case I ever get like the itch to just play a little bit, maybe I'll do the randos on the phone, but, and it's only five bucks on steam, but it really is yeah. the easiest pick up and play game ever because you can do it keyboard and mouse style, or you can just use the mouse, whatever's comfortable for you. They've got the practice sessions, so you can just run around and get used to the controls and the tasks and everything, so you're ready to go. And it's just an, a really, really easy concept. Do your tasks or sabotage the ship, whichever one you are. It's like playing it's like playing a game of Mafia or a game of Clue. <laughs> <laughs> I think more like Clue, because it's like, alright, it's this red bean and electrical with and his weird ass tongue going through people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought the one like, that got the one that got me was when my coworker and I were actually running around tasking together, and we got the first dead body. And I'm like, well, I've pretty much been with him the whole time, so I know it's not him. And then it actually was him, which means like for that three seconds that we were separated, he killed someone. And I didn't realize it. And I was so mad because he killed me next. <laughs> I was like, you son of a bitch. I would have saved you for last because you just vouched for him. So we're like, nope, I know. me and this guy have been together the entire time. So or the, I remember when I was running down the hallway and you were chasing me and I fucking killed you. And then the, <laughs> the, the next fucking game, you were the imposter. I started following you and you fucking killed me. Uh, That's called revenge, Eric. It really... <laughs> And sweet, the funny thing is, I, I was going to say motherfucker, and then I realized my <laughs> my mic was actually not muted, so I, I, I had to bite my tongue. I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah. I think after like, a couple games, me and Eric just tried sticking with each other for most of it, and then the one game that he was an imposter fucking killed me, and I was like, you 
Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, I love watching those are good times. games and stuff among us, especially with good people. It's fucking great to watch. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. the All Elite Wrestling crew does an Among Us stream every Sunday. I don't watch, like, the whole thing, but I've caught it a couple of times. It's a... Uh, it's got Colt Cabana, Leva Bates, Miro, the former Rusev plays, Ali, Excalibur, Evil Uno, Brody Lee. Oh, a good portion of their roster plays. And my favorite was I was watching the because the, the stream is from Cabana's point of view. Mm-hmm. So I remember at one point he realized that Excalibur knows how to play and he doesn't. So he's just following him around to be safe. He's like. This guy knows what he's doing because, like, anytime there was a sabotage, he's noticed Excalibur was fixing it first. He's like, I'm just going to stick with him because he knows what he's doing. And, but the best part was when they finally, when they finally won, they were all like, they were all like, dude, Uno vented in front of me. And then, like, th- two more of them were like, he vented in front of me too. And he's just like, yup. And I got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I usually, well, until. <clears throat> WWE figures everything out with this Twitch stuff. I used to watch when it was um, Austin Creed, um, aka Xavier Woods, um, Cesaro, Adam Cole, that would play with like a few other just like popular streamers and yeah. stuff. Like, and it was always great to watch, especially when you're watching it from Austin Creed's point of view because he has the hot, hot, uh, heart monitor on and you just see his like heart rate just like climb up to like 150 and stuff whenever he's like imposter and he's like trying to kill someone and then he's like i gotta go i gotta go before someone reports it <laughs> yeah i love the uh, because i remember i was talking to my coworker about that and he's like dude the first time i was imposter my heart was racing <laughs> it kind of is like that adrenaline rush thrill because you literally the only way for you to win is to eliminate everybody else and in that case, at the time we were playing, there was only the one imposter. So, you know, you're yeah. on your own. You've got to figure out how to do this and get and get nobody to catch you. I feel and like it's sometimes it's easy. harder with two imposters. Well, if there's 10 people, two imposters is the way to go. But if there's like eight people, you should only be playing with one imposter because two imposters, all they have to do is double kill like twice. And then like the game's over. And then the game's over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd say that's the uh, the ideal way to do it, and that's my goal for our next gaming session is to get a full ten in there with two imposters. And then, what would you set the tasks to? Do you think would you set it to like the full eight? Um, since because if I'm allowed to play tonight, because I'll be available tonight. Um, if 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 we're, if we're playing with a bunch of people that don't know what they're doing, then I would probably say we should only do maybe like. Four short tasks, one common task, and one long task. Okay. But if we're playing with everyone that knows how to play, I would probably mm-hmm. do like four short tasks, two common tasks, and the long tasks are pretty long. Like they're, it's normally the oh, download that, ones and yeah, the, the med bay one. tasks. The med bay task and the download one normally take forever. Yeah. So it's up to you on how if you want to do one or two long tasks. I think we'll figure out once we know. I, I think that's one of those deals where you have to feel the room. Yeah. Normally I see people usually do like six tasks. That's like what I normally see people do. It'll be like four short tasks. Um, I'm, I'm just saying if we're, if we're going to do just – if we can't get 10 and we just do the one imposter, that kill timer needs to go down. 
Oh yeah, kill time seconds was fucking away. ridiculous. Forty five seconds was just like, okay, what, what do I do now? I feel like twenty or fifteen seconds is fine. With one imposter and nine people, or one imposter and eight people and stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. But with two imposters, if you have it at fifteen seconds, that game will be over in like yeah. yeah. <laughs> My favorite. I was watching the one stream where the person was the imposter and they actually got it down, so there was only three left. And the, you see the two people immediately try to take off, and they're like, nope, and they just cut one off and kill them and win. <laughs> it's like, yep, you're not finishing your task. Sorry. God, if people know how to sabotage, like, know how to sabotage. Like, that's why I was, like, hoping I would get, like, imposter so, like, I could show, like, all the sabotages happening and stuff. And, like, then, like, say if I want to be like, yeah, you just need to do sabotages, and once you get those down, imposter's really fun. It is. Uh, it's a great game. All right, guys, we got some uh, we got some fan topics here from our community. Okay, <clears throat> and uh, I want to I want to read a couple of them here. Uh, this one comes from my good friend Randy Moyer. He's part of our Wrestle Talk community. He's a patron at patreoncom kayfabe. He's a fine, upstanding citizen from the West Coast who uses his left and right turn indicators. Oh, well, not, <laughs> not me. It was from Boston. That does not. Wait, wait, use wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up. What? What's the left and right turn indicators? What is that? God, you guys are killing me right now. Uh, I, I am from I Florida. Drive. I am from Florida. Yeah. You know what, Eric? <laughs> you and I drive for a living, so I don't want to hear this, okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because let me tell you, when you drive for a living, when you do deliveries at your job, you see everything on the road and everything annoys you. <laughs> That's Everything true. annoys you. And they blinker. <laughs> I once saw a deer Britain, just on the side of the road. It wasn't even on the road. Just off to the side. And I was like, don't you fucking dare, you stupid deer. <laughs> don't you fucking do it. I don't swear you do it. Okay, so uh, Randy wants to know what our thoughts were on the season premiere of The Mandalorian. Haven't seen it yet. I was going to see it tonight. No, tomorrow night. Okay, so I, I have seen it. I've seen it. <clears throat> okay, I won't spoil anything for you then, Eric. But... I will offer my thoughts on the season premiere as well as episode two, and I will do this without spoiling. Matt, have you seen episode two? I have not seen episode two. Okay. So first off, the season premiere, I think, got off to a pretty cool high little note. We definitely see a direction that the story is going in. Uh, How they set it up with where where Mando ends up. Uh, the, The plot of what they do to get to the end of the story is actually pretty cool. It, t- it borrows from, from some elements that are canon from the video games and extended universe, which Matt can attest to here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool to incorporate some of those elements in. It has some really good comedy, specifically the uh, the opening of the cave scene. <laughs> there's, a real, there's some good comedy there. Um, there's some really good comedy with the baby, especially in episode two. The baby gets some really good comedic moments. And at the end of the episode, they definitely set up what will be an arcing storyline going into later episodes in the season. And it's a really cool fan service moment with, uh, with, uh, oh, here we go. Like, what's going to happen next? So, so that's going to be one of those. One of those stories, I can't wait to see where it unfolds. Now, I'll say this about episode two, since you guys haven't seen it yet. My personal opinion from season one was that the second episode was the weakest one with the Jawas and the egg and 
like, yeah, it had the cool baby moments, right? Mm-hmm. You first get to see the baby use the force. But I thought the episode as a whole was mostly kind of fluff filler to get to some of that stuff. And this episode is definitely a fluff filler to extend the story and to put Mando where he's going to be for episode three. So it's not a great episode. It has its moments. Like I said, it's got some really funny moments with the baby. It does have a really cool throwback to season one that I appreciated. But overall, (coughs) it's just an episode that happened. Not really one that I'm going to sit here and go, go nuts over. Some people have some different opinions and that's fine. That that's more than acceptable, of course, because everybody has different opinions. You know, some people hate Legend of Zelda, whatever. (laughs) You know, (laughs) those people are wrong. Those people are wrong. (laughs) But but yeah, but I think so far we're off to a really good start. And I know obviously we have to build towards the bigger elements here, like we're getting Ahsoka Tano. We know that Moff Gideon's coming back with the with the Darksaber. Obviously, from the previews we've seen, we're going to see Cara Dune and Grief Kraga again. We don't know when they're going to show up, but they're there. Um, we don't know who Sasha Banks is playing yet, but there's a pretty good chance it's a character from Rebels, which I'm actually going to start watching this weekend. I'm really excited about that because I've heard some great things about that show. I actually haven't watched any of the <clears throat> animated stuff. Well, I tried watch, started watching Clone Warriors and then I, I fell asleep. Because I was ah. so tired, I I was so tired. It wasn't because I wasn't yeah, interested. Yeah, yeah. Because I was tired. Well, <laughs> Let I, me defend I myself. That I can say this now because I've seen all of Clone Wars, um, and I did the uh, the chronologic order, which required a lot of jumping around and reading a, a document online to figure out which order to watch them in. But I think I liked it better that way because I think if I had watched it in the order that they aired the episodes, it really would have gotten a little too confusing for me. But. I'll say this about Clone Wars. When it's good, it's really good. And when it's bad, it's kind of you kind of just roll your eyes at it. It's not there's nothing Star Wars holiday special bad about it, but <laughs> it can get kind of drag out a little bit because it's one of those deals where it's like, OK, obviously they ordered 22 episodes for this season, but they only really had some great storylines for like 13 of them. So for this three-part arc, we're going to do a storyline where R2-D2 and some little Jedi dude are lost in the desert. And it's going to go on for three episodes, and it's really starting to drag out, and I'm getting kind of bored, but I got to muscle through this because I got to see the good stuff. But when it's good, it's very good. And there's a lot of cool throwbacks, like characters from the original trilogy showing up and all kinds of references. I, I mean, it's not a spoiler that Saw Gerrera is in the Clone Wars because that was the big deal of Rogue One was he appeared in that. So yeah, they always, there's always some really cool references in there. And I will say this, the last four episodes of the clone wars, that the four part series finale was just as good as any of the movies. It was so crazy freaking good. I can't get over how insane it was because it ties right into episode three because it takes place while the events of episode three are happening. And Ahsoka Tano became one of my favorite characters. She starts off like a whiny little brat, kind of like Anakin. But her character evolution might be one of the best in all of Star Wars lore. By the time you're done with Clone Wars, Ahsoka is going to be one of your favorite characters. Okay, then. So, yeah, there's some there's some recommendations there. That was a good way to get off topic from The Mandalorian without actually getting <laughs> off topic. <laughs> I mean, we're still talking about Star Wars, right? Right, right. 
Yeah. Yeah. But, but thank you for that. For thank you, Randy, for uh, mentioning the Mandalorian. And once we'll, we'll do that. Cause uh, maybe what we'll do since you're an episode behind anyway, is we'll review the episodes we've seen on the next episode without spoiling the one that had just aired. Cause that way people have a week to, to catch up. So maybe that's a, that's a good way to do it. Okay. I'll be watching episode two um, on Monday. So just well, don't expect hopefully I can binge both of them <clears throat> tomorrow. No, they're not, not that hard to binge. Okay. Here's a, here's a gaming question Ooh. from my friend, Matt Hardman, host of the race nerd podcast right here on CKCC radio. <clears throat> Matt's question is with the announcement of a live action Assassin's Creed series coming to Netflix. When what? did they announce that? What? I yeah, I had actually just seen that uh, uh something about that the other week. This is a week old question, so I'm, I'd have to really go back into uh into Facebook here, but I hey, think we're all googling it right now. Let's <laughs> 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 it. Okay, I'm ready. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I'm ready for yeah, this yeah, they, It's funny because I looked up Assassin's Creed TV series and I got freaking a Walmart.com thing. I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, that's not what I was looking for. But <laughs> all right. So um, the, the basic question is what video game franchises that haven't been turned into film or TV would you like to see become a film or series? Definitely a God, loaded question. because Ah, that's a great answer. Now, the question with God of War, like, before I say mine, um, it depends on which one they do. Um, If they did, like, the recent God of War, I have a specific person I would love to see play Kratos, just because he looks like him right now, and I think you would know who I'm talking about, but I will be bringing up Triple H, because Triple H would make Uh. a good old man Kratos, because he has the long beard and is bald right now, too. All right. Hunter, this is a great promo photo, but can you put down the sledgehammer? (laughs) I'm doing a a creative take on Kratos. (laughs) Uh, Triple H, by the way, it was really satisfying to watch Triple H die in Blade Trinity, just saying. (laughs) It was also funny watching him run after the car, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're they're making a movie of it, so I can't really say Uncharted, so... Well, I would I maintain hate Zelda all you want, but I maintain that The Legend of Zelda would have always made a really good television series and not like a not like a full on not like the but freaking they, cartoon they already that did never a happened. Zelda show. No, yeah, that never happened. That never happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> I'm sad to say that I've seen that and it's really not good. Um, I know. Here's but what I his, would do with Zelda. His, he I, did say that wasn't made already, so that's why I didn't yeah. pick that. Do you know what I would do with Zelda as a TV series? Are we I talking like do. live action or cartoon? <clears throat> live action. Okay, then I can say what I want. Okay, so here's what I would do with Zelda as a live action series. Get it that Witcher Game of Thrones style budget, right? Vikings, all those shows that they get the budget to look really good. Do it as a each season, do like 13 episodes, one hour a piece, right? And base each season on one of the games. Okay. Do an, do an Ocarina of Time season. That way you can, you don't have to mess with the timeline. You don't have to connect it. It's always a different, different link, like in the Zelda lore. 
but you can you can still find ways to connect them use the same actors and actresses and everything but just do the events of a different series so you're always kind of starting from scratch at the beginning but you're evolving along with link and you're just telling the story of what that particular game was with ocarina of time you've got the time travel with majora's mask you've got the world ending and you can do that with all of the big level games plus you could even do link to the past with the light world and dark world and incorporate elements from link between worlds you can do twilight princess which i maintain is a direct sequel to ocarina of time you have a lot of options there that's not a bad idea (laughs) i like that um so i have two games in mind one that wouldn't need to be as high budget as probably as a Witcher or a Game of Thrones, which I would think would be Fire Emblem, um, because it could just be an easy war type mo- like TV show or movie because it's just I, war. I it's that. not like, like there's there not really a lot that of characters much characters and everything too. There's yeah. a lot of characters. There's not there's magic in it, but not as much as like let's say the one that I would love to see for a live action would be Final Fantasy. I think if see, they could, but they already they could do like a, a Final Fantasy, and that's why I'm kind yeah, of yeah. But it's like, not it's not live action though. That's it's true. animated. He that's said live true. action, so they they did oh. do. A, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I would like to see a live action Final Fantasy movie, like an actual movie, not a show for Final Fantasy. I feel like the movie would be more uh, would well, be if, better suited for it. Well, if they did a TV show, though, like it would. It would have to be. I'm um, honestly, Netflix is knocking it out of the park with these, like, video game to shows, um, stuff. So, like, if they did it, I would probably want like for TV show wise, live action for Final Fantasy. It would have to be either HBO or Netflix. I would get it because one, they would provide the budget for it and actually make it look good. I'm trying to think of like a really cool show, like uh, something more kid friendly build like a, a ratchet and clank tv show or something i feel like they can well, totally do that that's totally well book wise i don't know if it's going to be like cartoon they haven't really announced it but they are doing a live action or well, no i shouldn't say live action because i don't know if it is but um percy jackson the books and stuff are actually being revived by disney and it's being made into a tv show i believe <clears throat> i remember percy jackson was in a game live action is it no no they've had games i don't know if they were any good but they've had them you know what, but like, you know that they, uh, they, I mean, I know they're doing the Super Mario Brothers movie by Illumination, and I actually have some faith that they will they will treat the game with respect this time. Even though that movie is a guilty pleasure of mine, it's really bad. If you really break yeah. that movie down, it's, it's bad. Guilty pleasure, but it's bad. Um, and I understand that Nintendo's always been really protective of their franchises, but... Uh, Eric, I actually did this on an old episode of Club Cafe Wrestle Talk when we used to do the uh, <clears throat> we used to do a, a non wrestling segment, which inspired me to come up with this with this podcast because you know eventually we were like we want to talk about nerd stuff too, which is why Dan's joining the show. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, I actually came up with a way that you could do a film fran- a film and TV franchises and actually create the Smash Brothers 
universe. I was thinking the same thing. Smash Brothers filmatic universe. You want me to kind of just, I won't go into too many details and take forever, but I'll, I'll kind of run down what some of my ideas were here. If you don't okay. mind. I, I want to see how you match together, you know, solid snake with Kirby. <clears throat> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a great live action movie, by the way. Metal Gear Solid. That's yeah, why I it would. Absolutely. Well, here's the yeah. thing. You'd have to focus on the Nintendo franchises to make it work. And then to incorporate other stuff like the Outsiders, I wasn't 100% sure if I would have incorporated all of them, but this was my best attempt to actually make it happen. The ones you'd want to focus on to get a film out of would be Mario, Zelda, Kirby, uh, Fire Emblem, like you mentioned, Metroid, which Metroid to me would make like a good film trilogy. Yeah, it would. I agree with that. I agree. A three film trilogy with Metroid, I think would be really good. Um, I think Donkey Kong would be a good computer animated film. Like, cause I, I know they had the, I know they've already done like the really crappy looking television show, but if you did a computer generated film to look like the graphics in the game right now, I think you could make a, a, a nice, easy little Donkey Kong movie, King K rule, little battle there, incorporate all the characters, right? Uh, you can easily do, a Dragon Quest film. You can easily do a Xenoblade, Ooh, Xenoblade Chronicles film. All that stuff would be pretty easy. Mario, you probably could get away with a film series, but Zelda, I definitely think the TV series needs to work. Uh, Star Fox, you could probably get away with a film. And, I mean, obviously Pokemon's already got a thing going on here. What I would actually do with Pokemon is incorporate some of the characters from the show into this. So here's how I would tie in the events here. Um, The story I always came up with was the Dark Matter Entity villain from one of the Kirby games. And that's where the takeover starts happening. And it happens in outer space. And then Kirby just happens to land in our dimension. But you can start it off with with Kirby. Kirby escaping. Um, That's how you tie in Star Fox and Metroid because it's all happening in space. Maybe there, maybe there's like a battle going on where, um, oh God, I'm not overly familiar with all, all the details of all these franchises, but let's say uh, Samus has been forced to align with uh, Team Fox because they're maybe maybe Ridley's causing some trouble in their sector or something like that, and. Samus had to show up to stop it, to stop Ridley. And then Fox is like, well, this is our territory. So they're working together. And this is where this, all the storyline comes in as Kirby kind of lands on the planet and realizes that all this dark shit's happening. And anybody with darkness in their heart kind of gets taken over, right? So now all of a sudden Andros and Ridley are aligned with this dark entity and things are getting bad. And then basically what their dimension ends up the dimension they end up in is our quote unquote version of earth. And that's how you tie in all these other elements. There's a kingdom of Hyrule and for Hyrule to tie into a more modern setting, I would do the Wakanda thing. They're in their own private, private area. They're isolated from the world. You can't access it unless you can find it. And that's why they've always lived in, in peace and harmony away from everything until friggin' Ganondorf gets involved again. And when there's a cry for help, the Mushroom Kingdom is one to respond. 
And as it just spreads across the world, you all those modern settings like Pokemon and Earthbound and all that get involved here. But your fantasy settings are another realm entirely, Fire Emblem, Dragon Age. And that's how using the portals and everything and tying in your space technology, that's how you would tie everything together. And anybody who's technically a villain would be aligned with the bad guys. So Bowser, DDD, Ganondorf, those are all going to be aligned on the evil side, but then all the heroes will align together. And once they defeat some of these villains and they realize for the greater good, that's when the epic, the epic fight happens. And then the boss is a fucking glove. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, you gotta incorporate that somehow, right? But I mean, you could easily have heroes, you could easily have heroes responding and without actually tying them into their own movie, like, Captain Falcon could be one of the heroes who shows up. You don't need an F-Zero movie just to incorporate him in there. You can make all the little references, like have the duck hunt dog show up with its own light zapper with the duck holding a light zapper too, just as a fun little thing. I mean, Howard the Duck showed up for the final fight in Endgame. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it would be hard to tie in a lot of these other franchises that aren't necessarily under Nintendo, but... I would say I like take it. who you can take who you can get and just work with it. It has a very. Um, you ever played the game Injustice? Yes. I, yeah. Yeah, it has a very Injustice feel to it. I like it. I think it would work. Agreed. You can definitely do it, but you have to dedicate yourself to your film franchises, and you have to do it just like the MCU. No matter how much people say you're ripping them off. I mean, and people we, need to get people need to get over that. Like, yeah, it, I I agree. Like, if we want to have all these amazing movies, they're gonna have to use the Marvel format to have it happen, right? Like, there's no way around it nowadays. Marvel well, that's is, exactly it. It's a format. It's not oh, you're stealing it. Well, no, it's now the new format. That's like yeah, it's the new thing. Like that's what you do now. Your story has a beginning, a middle, and the end. Are you saying that every movie is copying that it's it's that same fucking format? A beginning, a middle, and the end. You yep. know, and this they just movie, did it different. You know, this is a great film, but it's a direct ripoff of Gone with the Wind. Really? How? It has a plot. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, fuck me then. <laughs> like I, <laughs> you gotta make no, a movie I, with I, no plot. Oh my god. I think they did yeah, that. It's I, called I, Sharknado or something. I don't know. <laughs> Do you ever see that motivational thing where it's like the next time you're feeling bad about one of your ideas, just remember that someone sat down in a boardroom and said, hey, let's make a movie with a tornado full of sharks. <laughs> and it's just I like, you know what? That. Yeah, that's like the greatest motivational poster I've ever seen in my life. And I need to hang that up in my office so I can just be like, yes, that's how. But yeah, I think you could make a Smash Brothers universe. And I think I'm really holding out hope that this Mario movie does justice to the franchise and convinces Nintendo to be like, okay, you know what? Let me, uh, let us, uh, let it, let us try this again. Cause yeah. I really think they can do it. They just have to get over the fact that yes, the Mario brothers movie sucked. We fucked up. It was so can, bad, but I loved it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> we can try it again. And, 
I I know I know people have said I didn't see the Sonic movie, but people enjoyed it. I thought Detective Pikachu was brilliant. I actually haven't watched that yet. I've been meaning <clears throat> oh, to. I would I'd highly good. recommend it. I would highly recommend it. It was way better than I th- expected it to be. Way better. Same. I'm gonna throw I, a movie out there that's a vet eventually going to be coming out that is a video game to movie and it's going to be the new mortal Kombat. keep an eye on that one when it comes out yeah an actual r rating and everything like not just that james wan is producing it and he's the one that produced aquaman and directs and produces all the conjuring series that's awesome well, the main films of the conjuring i say like conjuring one and two do you remember when people were like, so what character are we getting next in Smash Brothers? And everybody's like, oh, are we going to get Waluigi? And they're like, nope, here's a piranha plant. <laughs> nope, here's another <laughs> Fire Emblem character. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I heard you guys like Fire Emblem, so here's a Fire Emblem character. Speaking of which, Fire Emblem Three Houses sold over is the most selling um, Fire Emblem game to ever come out. That's awesome. You know, and I, I, I learned this recently that they actually did an Animal Crossing anime movie back in like 2006 that I'm actually going to see if I can find a copy of, at least with subtitles, because obviously I don't know my Japanese, but because I'd be interested in seeing how they incorporated that into a, into a film. Also, I'm if not- we have <laughs> any anime nerds that watch this, stop being a subtitle elitist. Dub is hey. good, too. Get the fuck out. Dub is, <laughs> dub is good. Dub is good. But sometimes the voice, depending on the voice actor, I will say it depends on the voice actor. Cheap does some of them are just bad. Cheap, cheap does. Hey, those voice actors work hard for the money. It's it's not their fault either, though. It's the way that like they're directed to do it. And it's not. It's not even that. Some certain words like they they're trying to lip sync, right? So they're trying to match the words when the actual characters are talking. But our words don't sound the same, so it's gotta be kind of fucked up. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, I have a dub story. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Back in back in high school, I actually uh, I would hang out. Sometimes they had an anime club, and okay. we would hang out and watch watch stuff on occasion. And I remember the uh, the one day I was just hanging out, watching anime with them. They were watching a. It was one of the Dragon Ball Z movies. I don't remember which one it was. It hadn't obviously been been dubbed yet, but somebody had found a dub that somebody that like like a little independent company had done. And you could tell that they just didn't put any actual thought into it because Gohan in full sincerity calls him Pister Mikolo. <laughs> it's like you have got to be kidding me. I I I will say I <clears throat> As much as I wanted to watch Dragon Ball Z Kai, and I love all the English voice actors and stuff, but I I just couldn't watch it because of Gohan's voice actress. For, you know, I actually for ended the up, younger one. I actually ended up liking. Uh, I actually ended up liking Kai way more than I thought I would, because my big thing for that was I associate Getting- the new Gohan voice as Gohan. And now when I watch young Goku in Dragon Ball, it's a different voice. So it doesn't sound like they just recycled the voice actress. And I actually like that better. Well, they didn't with the Dragon Balls either. With Gohan and Goku's young voice actress. At least I don't think they did. But I, I don't know. It's just I, I just couldn't. And I feel bad saying it because I normally defend all voice actors and actresses. But I just 
I just didn't like her voice for young Gohan. It's it's because you already had an impression of what young Gohan should sound like. Agreed. That, that's all it is. Like <clears throat> I I'm the same way when um for Goku in video games. Like sometimes they don't get the the fucking voice actor and they try to voice Goku and he has such unique and like uh not unique. What's the word I'm looking for? An iconic voice, right? Anybody who's watched right, Dragon right. Ball Z knows his fucking voice. So the moment it's off, even just the slightest, you're just oh, like, yeah. nope, can't do it. That's not Sean. Who's this <laughs> person? <laughs> the, the one thing that would kill me was when I actually attempted to rewatch the ocean doves after being so used to the Funimation voices. And I, could, I hated that, that Vegeta voice so much. Because well, Christopher Sabbath just has this voice that's just you can point him out in most of the series that he does for anime, mm-hmm. but it's just you can't take Vegeta away from him. It's just like his voice for Vegeta. It just seems too right. Like uh, I don't know how. Else. You know what? I ended up liking the new Bulma voice better than the old Bulma. Just I an opinion. Need to go I ended back up, and listen. I ended up liking that one better because I feel like that voice actress had way more inflection and a bit more personality. Just an opinion, of course, but so I'll have to go back and listen. On the topic of Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> you're laughing because we talked about this before we recorded. Uh, who is the best father, Goku or Vegeta? All right, Piccolo. I'm gonna say. Oh boy! All right, the gloves are coming off for this one. Just so y'all know, I'm saying pre. Uh, Goten, Goten. I'm saying pre Goten. Goku was a better, <clears throat> is a better fodder, fought fodder, fodder. Okay, uh, fodder. hello mother, hello fodder. Here I am at Camp Kurnan. Because what Goku did with Gohan was he wasn't. Oh, God, I got to think of the words for this. And this is going to be tough because I'm on the spot and I'm sweating about this now because I've got put on the spot. But Goku, the the way he pushed Gohan, he pushed him in, in my way, the right way to push Gohan to get to Super Saiyan and stuff instead of, yeah, he wasn't there all the time in his life, but he also wanted well, Gohan to follow was, his dreams. He was too. dead most of it. but Yeah, I mean, he was dead most of the time, but... <laughs> Gohan, I mean, Goku didn't tell Gohan not to go study and stuff. Like, he wanted Gohan to follow his dreams, too. Whereas Vegeta, Vegeta's just an asshole. And the only time that he really showed that he cared about Trunks is when he blew himself up against fucking Boo. (laughs) Like, that's the only time, unless you go into Dragon Ball Super and stuff, that you really see Vegeta as a good father, in quotation marks. Um with trunks is when he actually showed that he cared about him and hugged him for the first time when he blew himself up to try to kill boo okay uh but i have to i i mean i'd still prefer vegeta's way than goku's way because even though yes he trained gohan correctly i can't forgive that he gave a fucking sensu bean to sell (laughs) It was to push him to get him to Super Saiyan 2. He didn't need it. They could have fucking ended it right then and there. 
Hey, listen, sometimes your son needs to be slapped around. <laughs> this is not true, by the way. <laughs> I'm just talking about the Dragon Ball Z universe. <laughs> oh, my God. Sometimes your son in the Dragon Ball Z universe needs to be slapped around to learn that everything's not going to go his way and that Goku's not always going to be there to save everyone, which is now not completely true because he is going to save everyone. <laughs> Could you imagine that conversation with Chi-Chi, though, being Goku? Like, you're going to be around for this kid, right? Like, yeah, I'm definitely going to be around for this kid. I'm not going to go out there and die and train even more. <laughs> I'm not going to go have myself be blown up. <laughs> and then when he's revived, he's like, oh, bye, Chi-Chi. I got to go to another planet. And it fucking bounces. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go now. My home planet needs me. <laughs> My home planet he needs me right now, babe. I gotta go. Even and after he, he defeats he Frieza, out there. even after he defeats Frieza, he doesn't come home right away. He stays out there fucking training. Also, he's the fucking worst, bro. He's the worst. He's bad, but Vegeta's also an <laughs> asshole. He doesn't really but cheat. But he's there. That's the thing. He is oh, there. Okay, he's there, but he doesn't care. <laughs> oh, he fucking does. He doesn't care. Bulma. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, listen, listen. He was ready to let the universe be destroyed just so he wouldn't miss out on the birth of his daughter. Better father. But shit would have Better been father. blown up! <laughs> terrible, terrible decision. I agree. Better father. <laughs> I will let the universe be blown up. But wait, I have to see my daughter born, which if the universe is blown up, you're not going to see happen. Goku would have saved the universe, let Goten be born, then went to go see Goten and be like, hey, I'm your father, what's up? Which also happened. Which also, Goten, how do you not notice that Goku's your father when you have the same fucking hair? And then Dragon Ball GT, why the fuck do you change Goten's hair? Okay. If Goku's hair never changed. Who's the better uh, better mother? Chi-Chi or Bulma? Oh, Chi-Chi. You think so? Chi-Chi's actually a really good mother. Just because she's a hard-ass doesn't mean she's a bad mom. Where no, Bulma, all she cares about is her work most of the time. And then you'll see like her do stuff for Trunks or, or whatever the baby girl's name is. And I don't know. Um, but no, it's or definitely Chi-Chi. Bulla. Not broad. What a fuck. Because we can't do bra in America. What? Whatever. It's bra. <laughs> um, Sup, bra? Sup, bra? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I agree it's Chi-Chi. Or maybe future Bulma. Or Videl. Mm. <laughs> or, okay. Now no, no, no. Ah, now best, mom, right. best, best mom in Dragon Ball Z, Android 18. End of discussion. Oh, well, I mean, Android 18 is also a babe, too, so, you know. <laughs> Be careful. Krillin will fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, okay, here it is. Strongest human Krillin. in Dragon Ball Z. And you and Krillin. I both agree on this. It's Krillin. Krillin. Chris? Yeah, 100% Krillin. Yeah. 100% Krillin. Strongest human. That's why Krillin. he makes such a good cop in Super, because what are you going to do to Krillin? He's going to fuck up every criminal. Actually, this is this. It actually is a good question because if you did see Super and stuff and saw the Tournament of Power, Master Roshi's a fucking beast. Yeah. So, who is stronger? Is it Krillin or Master Roshi? It's still Krillin. Um, I believe still, Master Roshi. Here's the thing. 
I think Krillin is still the strongest human, but he's also still not as versed in combat as Tien or Roshi are, which is why he's the first one eliminated in the Tournament of Power. His issue is that he doesn't have the confidence that he needs. Oh, God. If Krillin had the confidence, my God. Listen, like, yeah, well, ever since pretty, he, he uh, just had his second death. Yeah, I'm just pretty fucking strong for humans, but he has no confidence. He's overconfident, actually. Yeah, he's overconfident. Which is why, which is why he always got destroyed. If Yancha would stop being overconfident. <laughs> and trained, he's lazy. Yeah. Which is also, by the way, voiced by the phenomenal Christopher Sabin. But he's a good baseball player. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if well, I had superhuman I mean, strength too, I if would you're be a Z warrior, right? Like you're gonna be good at baseball. Like that's what are you gonna do? The man can fly to catch stuff. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think you got a home run? Just kidding. <laughs> that's mine. But I, May I, I do yeah, like yeah, that the most iconic stuff. move in Dragon Ball Z belongs to Master Roshi. Like it's oh, his yeah. fucking move. Yeah, and I don't even yeah. think it's his move. Is it? No, 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 it is his move. He taught Gohan. And Goku learned it by literally just watching him do it once. Right. And he figured it out. Well, uh, Gohan teach like to, Master let Roshi. Me, let me weigh in quickly on the father thing. As the show evolves, Vegeta 100% becomes the better dad. I will agree with that 100%. As the show evolves, especially As- into Super, he becomes a better father and husband. Yes, he becomes much better at being at being there and his motivations become to protect his family. And the, the, when when Beerus knocks out Bulma and he freaking screams. Yeah, I, I know that's meant to be funny, but at the same time, you're like, oh, actually, now that I think about it. They both are terrible fathers because once they start getting trained by Beerus, they don't give a shit about their family. <laughs> okay, okay, I got, I got one, one person who's in Dragon Ball, who's a a good father, the Ox King. Oh yeah, Ox King. Hell yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> well, hey there, Chi Chi. I love okay, him it's the subtle. Trip. The Ox King. <laughs> the Ox King. There you go. The Ox King is the be- uh, the better father. Okay, here's here's one for you guys. Who is the better dad, Homer or Peter? You mean like Peter Griffin? Yes. This should Homer. be a very easy answer. Can, can I go? Can I go with uh, Randy Homer's Marsh for a hundred? Dollars, Randy Marsh. Are you sure? Randy, well, Jared, Randy Marsh. Randy Marsh. I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> Randy Marsh. Hey, Pat. Hey, hey, Pat, Dad. I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> yeah, I hear no bell. So the answer is always going to be Homer over Peter because Peter has flat out said he hates his kids. Homer is kind of a kind of a doof, but he still does stuff for his family. Whereas Peter's just fucking selfish. But you are also correct. The the right answer is Randy Marsh. <laughs> Stan! 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 Yes, Stan. <laughs> I have a disease, Stan. No, you don't. You just need to stop drinking. I can't, Stan. I can't. Yes, you can, Dad. It's called self-control. Hey, hey Stan. Look what your father made right there. 
See? That shit came out of me. Yeah. That came out of me, Seth. Uh, I love that. <laughs> I, I said this before because I actually wrote a blog about this. My my favorite fictional characters of all time are in, uh, at least in the animated universe. And like, trust me, I love Homer Simpson. I love Harley Quinn. But my favorite fictional character, and as far as animation goes, is 100% freaking Randy Marsh. He oh, is the funniest my- character he is he is the best character on South Park, and I remember they were doing the South Park tournament. Yeah, you know who won that? My boy Eric Cartman. No, Randy Marsh won the tournament. No. Well, the no, one year Eric. he did. One year it was Eric, the one that I actually participated in. Oh, uh, the one that. I participated in, Randy won, and it came down to Randy. All right, and let's like, start this battle now. Who's right. the better character? Who's the Eric who's funnier or who's the better character? Both. Let's do both because, in my opinion. Cartman's funnier and is a better character. Eric Cartman. For most of the show, if you had no Cartman, you wouldn't have a South Park. Eric Eric Cartman Cartman is the villain of the show. (laughs) He is. Eric Cartman is simultaneously the best and worst character on South Park. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. But, hands down, the best character in South Park is the Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) (laughs) i need about three for it was about that time i noticed that this girl scout was non-stories tall resembled a creature from the paleolithic era it was the goddamn darkness monster i was so scared Oh, there's a camera chef's mom chef's mom is like gold in that episode god damn the woman no wonder the lock this monster keep coming back you keep giving him three fifty every time i freak it oh that show is so great it oh, really is it, that they, they hand off the torch to people but i i agree that randy marsh is definitely the funniest adult and then cartman and all actually all of them Cartman and Butters. I love fucking Butters. If those two are together, me, like, uh, it's Butters. Hey, <laughs> Butters. The uh, Butters is such a great character because he's like the uh, Butters is like the the Ralph Wiggum of the South Park universe. Not like Ralph Wiggum. Obvi- Butters isn't like a special child or anything, but he's so willfully ignorant to the world around him. And yet he's so happy in spite of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, but Ralph can't really comprehend the world around him because he is a little bit slower. But Butters, Butters is well aware of what's happening, but he still manages to be such a happy, positive boy, despite, <laughs> despite everything, despite okay. how many times Cartman has tricked him. Ooh, one of my favorite things. That he could go to Casa Bonita. <laughs> Was uh, when Butters becomes a pimp. Oh my god! Be my bitch. <laughs> that, <laughs> bitch. That's that's one of the funniest fucking episodes. Well, do you want to oh make some god. fucking money, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> hey Wendy! Hey Wendy! Hey Wendy! <laughs> but uh, probably, I'm gonna go back, way back, and probably like one of my favorite Cartman episodes is the Chicken Fucker episode. 
<laughs> got the mountains in the sky. I'm going to need you to step out of cash my favorite moments with Cartman involve him scheming and doing plans. Like when he fed his uh, his enemy, his own parents in the in the yep. fucking yeah. And, and everybody's like, "Dude, remind me never to fuck with Cartman." And they still continue to fuck with Cartman. And I'm like, "You guys, there's one of these days." <laughs> but the probably my other favorite Cartman episode. Oh God, there's so many. Is right. probably when he becomes the hall monitor. I am the dog. The big dog. <laughs> yeah, How about it? You know what's an absolutely great Cartman episode is the one with, uh, what the hell's his name? The uh, the dog whisperer. Oh, God. Caesar. Oh. <laughs> yep. Uh, or yeah. the, um. Or just, the... Like, just like, no, mom, stop it. Ah. 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 <laughs> I, I am in command. I'm I'm eating. The child eats what I want to, and he's got him on the leash, and he's freaking out. He's literally dragging him. <laughs> or the iPad episode. Fuck me right here, Bob. <laughs> Fuck me right oh. here, the best man. It feels when I get fucked, man. <laughs> it's very feels when I get fucked by you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me right here, the best man, man. <laughs> oh. Kitty's being a dildo. Well, I know what a special cat that's sleeping with Bobby tonight. <laughs> what? <laughs> I used to, when I was in high school and I'd be in, uh, you know, back in the day when it wasn't English class, yeah, it was language arts. Um, when I would get che- like selected to read, I would slowly morph my vo- voice into me talking like Cartman. And there was one time this kid was like, just fucking read it. Stop talking like Cartman. My God. <laughs> that one time that he like yelled at me about it, I was like, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I didn't I didn't notice I voiced my I went into Cartman. So I, I'm I'm sorry. My bad. I also it was Othello and I happened to be like the bad guy in Othello. So I'm like, I gotta give him Cartman's voice. <laughs> well, obviously. So oh, since Randy's my favorite character, it should not surprise you that my all-time favorite episode of South Park is all about Mormons. <laughs> oh, that is that a good is, one. That's such a great yeah. Randy Marsh episode where he just decides, we're going to be Mormon now, guys. But the freaking backstory, Joseph Smith was called a prophet. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, you were going to go with the internet episode. Oh my god. Big spooky ghost. Yeah. Also, and, I don't know if you And the Warcraft episode too. Oh, oh my Actually, god. I was about how do to I, go into How do I episode. hand you this item? You're playing a video uh, game, Randy? No Artard, I'm playing an MMORPG. I am so, Falcor, a level two warrior, and oh, it looks like that guy just killed you. But why? <laughs> so I was watching us like behind the scenes of South Park, and I believe it's is it Trey Parker that does Cartman's voice and Stan's voice? Uh, and, uh, Trey, yeah, Trey Parker is Cartman and Stan. Matt Stone is Kyle and Kenny. Okay, and Trey, Trey Parker also does Randy. Does Randy? Uh, yes. So Trey Parker didn't want to release that episode because he thought it was going to bomb. He thought which, it was which be- episode? The Make Love Not Warcraft. He really thought that was going to bomb. Yeah. That's one of the top 10 best episodes of South Park ever. <laughs> That's what he goes into. He's like, he was like, I was so depressed from that episode because I didn't think it was good. And I didn't think it was going to do well. I didn't want to release it. 
and now and he's like now look at it it's considered one of the greatest episodes of all time of south park and he's like and it amazes me till this day how well ep- like that episode was received because he always thought that episode was going to bomb how do you kill that that has no life <laughs> i never told you this time but i love you God, take this sword how do i hand things over to another player bring up your inventory control i okay <laughs> just <laughs> uh, guitar uh, like like i love the guitar hero episode but i think the warcraft one oh, is the, the best that's good too yeah you guys are what is do they say like once i rose above the noise and confusion i could play all these songs you want me to teach you dude mr marsh real guitars are for old people <laughs> this guys i this episode is a randy marsh appreciation episode i don't care what anybody else says about south park you gotta you gotta love randy marsh and yeah we should have saved yeah, this for father's freaking, day <laughs> we should have saved this for father's day we do a whole thing uh, on great uh we could do a whole freaking thing on uh well, we could do a whole episode on, on south park Are you kidding oh me? my god yeah we could do a whole south park based episode and the yeah. first episode that i've watched in a long time of south park was actually the pandemic special which was okay, freaking so brilliant agree what was the first episode of south park you've ever seen the very first one because i've been watching since day one um cartman gets an anal probe was was the first episode because i'm gonna be honest it might be the chicken fucker episode and i feel bad for the, <laughs> calling my sister out right now but uh my sister who, <laughs> oh jesus who, okay. uh, is, wait where are, are you going with this no yes. we're bad no we're bad <laughs> no we're bad you sick fucks my god uh, <laughs> yeah, you knew what you were getting into when you sat down at the nerd table um, you said chicken fucker and then you said uh sorry to yeah. put my sister on blast so i was like oh god all right uh, my sister was like 15 years older than me um had me watch like south park and like the bigger bigger longer and uncut movie too and i was probably like nine years old 10 years old when all this came out so she's the one that got me into south park and i got her in trouble because my mom saw me watching south park and flipped her shit but i i think chicken fucker was like the first episode that i like actually can remember watching besides the movie so, so my sister wanted to get into South Park. My first episode was uh, Al Gore Man, Man Bear Pig. <laughs> Guys, I'm being super serial right now. <laughs> it's half man, half bear, half pig. No, 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 no. I think it's half pig, half bear, half man. <laughs> oh, and one of my favorite episodes is the... And that's your buddy, guy. <laughs> oh my oh god, Canada. God. It's Canada on strike. One of the things, I will say this, and I'm going to call out a lot of people, they never ever have said pal in that sequence of arguing with each other. Oh my it's god, always, everybody gets it wrong. Everybody gets it wrong. It drives always, me nuts. Buddy, guy, and friend. Yep. <laughs> I'll call them out too. I'm with you, dude. I am with you on that. And Stop every- misquoting one of my favorite quotes of all time. And every time when someone says pal, I'm like, they never say pal. They never do. <laughs> Stop. My, my old my old coworker, Matt, Matt, and if you're listening to this, I'm really sorry to call you out on this. He always misquotes one of my all-time favorite Simpsons lines, and it drives me nuts. With a, do you either, either of you guys know your Simpsons? I don't. I'm going to be honest. I don't. Okay, that's fine. So they do an episode where 
they they send Mr. Burns to the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota, and Homer watches his house, and then Homer throws a party on Burns' yacht, and pirates get the yacht. It's actually a pretty funny little subplot for a later Simpsons episode where they started going downhill. It's a really good one. It's a gem in the it's a diamond in the coal. You know what I mean? Okay. But Burns is at the Mayo Clinic, right? And they're going through all these tests and everything. And the doctor comes in and he goes and Mr. Burns is like, so you may shake my hand. Now, the doctor's like, oh, I'd really rather not, sir. You have everything. He's like, what? He's like, you mean I have pneumonia? Yes. Juvenile diabetes? Yes. Hysterical pregnancy? Uh, a little bit, yes. In fact, we've even, <laughs> we've even discovered several new diseases that have only exist inside you. And he's like, but this sounds like bad news. Well, you would think so, but let me explain. And he, he pulls out all these oversized novelty germs. He's like, this is influenza, this is pneumonia, and this cute little cuddle bug is pancreatic cancer. Oh my god. And he and he tries to put all the little stuffed germs through a little a little toy door and they all get stuck. He goes, Here's what happens when they try to enter your body at the same time. We call it three stooges syndrome, because they're all just stuck trying to get through the door. He's like, All your germs are in perfect harmony. And Burns is like, So what you're saying is I'm indestructible. And the doctor's like, No, 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 no. In fact, even a slight breeze could and he, Burns just walks out going, indestructible like <laughs> but my my buddy who i sent the line to always keeps saying the word invincible and it drives me nuts because that's not the quote and i'm a and i'm a simpsons uh, i love simpsons more than star wars and pro wrestling that's a big thing guys that's my number one fandom stop okay. misquoting it just stop just stop you ah you know it's one of those things where like when people say, Luke, I am your father, it's like, that's not the freaking line. <laughs> this is when this nerd shit gets a little too intense and you get fired up about it. And you're like, oh, my God. And I'm so with you on the I'm not your buddy, pal. <laughs> oh, God. It me off every time. And then, like, when I see it quoted on Facebook, there is a gif of that, like, that whole, like, um, Interaction. Interaction. And I always post it, and then I put like on my comment, be like, "Do you see anywhere where it says pal here, guys? Do you? Right? Do you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, it gets me so mad because like older South Park episodes, I like I can quote a lot, but it's just like when you do that, it makes me mad. When you misquote something iconic, it's irritating. Agree. Would you like to it, suck my balls, Mister Garrison? That, oh my god. I said, I said, how would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? Holy shit, dude. <laughs> or when he takes a shit, <laughs> Mr. Garrison does. <laughs> he goes, what? What? I think you see how you guess. What? What are you going to do, man? <laughs> and here you can see the uh, the contours of the, of the photo. Uh, Right there, there's a penis in my mouth. But then you move on. <laughs> Eric, what the hell? Do, do you like fish sticks? Uh, what, what are you, a gay fish? <laughs> That's brilliant. Wait, but did, did wait? Did did I not come up with the joke? Yeah, Jimmy, I, we totally came up with the joke together. Remember? <laughs> Eric, you can help me come up with jokes because you are super smart and very funny, and not fat at all. That's another great character, Jimmy Vollmer. Yeah. yeah. That's a fantastic character. And I, I, I always talk, I talk about it forever. I love the Cripple Fight episode when they redo the entire fight scene between Roddy Piper and Keith David from They Live. 
with Timmy and Jimmy. <laughs> I told you, Timmy, put on the hat. <laughs> I, I, my my other oh god, this is gonna sound terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You're among friends, Matt. You're among friends. Go for it. Eric and I have probably said worse. Is one of my favorite episodes is when Eric fights what's his name? Oh my god. I can't think of his name. Let me look it up real quick before I feel like a fucking idiot for not remembering his name. <laughs> Don't you hate that? When you're trying to hype something, you gotta you gotta research it real quick. You're like, oh, oh god. Let me, let me go to Harry Potter real quick. I'm, I'm not Harry Potter. There we go. IMDB. It's gonna seem really bad at me. Warwick Davis, when he fights Warwick Davis. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh my god. That... <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> like, oh also, my god. Can we talk about how Cartman kicks the shit out of him? And then yeah. any other fight that Cartman gets in, he gets his ass kicked. And he can't stop giggling. That's why he wins. Uh, also, the when fact he got that his ass kicked from, uh, down with the, what's her name? Down with Wendy. 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 Oh. Yeah most satisfying fight ever when Wendy kicks his ass. Like, even I was rooting for Wendy. I'm like, oh my god, fuck him up, Wendy. Fuck him up. <laughs> fuck him up, Wendy. Fuck him up. Yeah, so freaking... Oh my god. Dude, that show... That's a show, like, I under... And I love when they did the, uh... The Family Guy episode. Oh, When yeah. they even make fun of themselves, and they're like, well, I know Family Guy is just a bunch of random jokes, but at least it doesn't get preachy and up its own ass with messages. Like, they understand what they are. And you, you've got to you've got to respect and appreciate it. You just do. Like, and I understand some people have fallen out of South Park because they don't like the preachy stuff, too. But you are missing out because just like The Simpsons, there there are gems among the turds. And you absolutely have to... You absolutely 100% have to stick through some of that stuff to get to the good stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's some bad South Park episodes, too. So Absolutely. 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 And I, I nobody's going to, <clears throat> going to disagree with that. Um, so really quickly here, guys, what I want to do is I want to touch on one more fan topic here before we wrap up this episode. Uh, this also came from Race Nerd podcast host Matt Hardman. He had kind of asked about this on a previous episode. We didn't really get into too many details, but he wants to discuss, wants us to talk about Funko Pops, whether or not you're into collecting them and what, which kind of Funko Pops you have. And I'll start because I have a very small collection. Same. Yeah. I like, I have almost zero and I can, but I own uh lock, shock and barrel from nightmare before Christmas, which my mm -hmm. wife got me those. I remember I opened one for Christmas and I was like, Oh my God, I know what the other two presents are going to be. And I was so excited. Because those are those are another, again among fictional characters. I love those guys. I've always loved that the little trio of mischievous trick or treaters, and they sing "Kidnap the Sandy Claus." Um, I have the Becky Lynch exclusive "The Man" Funko Pop from Amazon, which I had pre-ordered the second they became available. Because I I love Becky Lynch. She's my number two after Sasha Banks in the world of wrestling. I absolutely love her. I love the man. I love I Feist. You mentioned Alexa Bliss for me, and then Sasha. I don't have an Alexa Funko Pop, but <clears throat> I do need to change that. But I absolutely, Alexa's probably number three. But yes, I absolutely love Becky. Um, so I had to get that Funko Pop. 
I have the two pack from Christmas Vacation of Clark Griswold and Cousin Eddie, where he's in the bathrobe. Because Christmas Vacation, yeah. Uh, favorite Christmas movie and also all time like top ten favorite movies of all time. So I had to own that, and I actually had forgotten this when we mentioned the collection last time. But I do own one more Funko Pop. I have the Mandalorian. Okay. Oh. I'll let Eric go because <coughs> the only Funko Pops he has is the ones that I bought from Automation. Uh, yeah, actually, he helped me get some of the DBZ ones that I got, and uh, I'm still waiting on a Shenron one. Ooh, but uh, the dude, the Shenron one looks legit. It's oh. like a, a awesome body wiggly little head it's fucking great (laughs) (laughs) um but mostly star wars and dbz stuff so i honestly couldn't tell you the list because they're not here in front of me uh but i have quite a few i I, oh uh, oh, yeah i'll take a picture and then i'll post it on the facebook group and uh yeah, that way you guys can see it all because there's just too many. I know we got some like Ahsokas and stuff like that. Um, I have a, a Land Speeder. Um, I know we've got Goku, Trunks, Vegeta. Uh, I'm running blanks. <laughs> and the rest of them are just, yeah, the rest of them are, are Star Wars. But yeah, so- I, don't, I don't really have a lot. The ones I have is all the Yu Yu Hakusho characters, which is Yusuke, Botan, Kuwabara, Kurama, and Hihei, which are all under my monitor. And then the one, the two that, or three that me, Eric. Are you them. over there right now looking at them? Because you yeah. sound so far. <laughs> 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 so, so my apartment is small, so I can do this. I have the Goku Flying Nimbus Chroma, same with Eric and the Vegeta with the scouter and then i have all my from my hero academia goku ultra instinct and dr emmett brown those are the only ones i have you got doc brown yeah i'm jealous i'm jealous okay marty all right (laughs) (laughs) what's wrong with the futures all the (laughs) i knew you were like you sounded like a little echoey and i was just like this motherfucker just got up to look over at his fucking (laughs) (laughs) this cheating bastard (laughs) (laughs) i was like my mic catches all my voice from wherever i am in my apartment this will work out fine (laughs) uh yeah, no, I think that that's pretty much it for me like, as far as Funko Pops. Um, I, I probably will start collecting more, but right now um, I'm on the final stages of purchasing the house, so everything is on hold, including, uh, unfortunately, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X and the new graphics cards. So everything's been put on pause. Think about how cool it's going to be when you've got a gaming room that you can set all that shit up in. I know. Oh my god! There you go. See, let's put a little positivity on here. <clears throat> All right. Well. So yeah, um, yeah. But uh, overall opinion of Funko Pops, just as a general thing, I think that's a really cool thing to collect. I I like the fact that somebody came up with the idea to use a unique art style and create a collectible, and is now making bank everywhere. And they've incorporated almost everything into it. Yeah. You can get a Funko Pop of pretty much everything. And I've seen every ripoff imaginable. 
Yeah. I have one of the ripoffs. One of my buddies got it for me for my birthday. It's a because I don't have a Sasha Banks Funko Pop, but I have it. It's a Sasha Banks. It's it's a it's a similar style. It looks more cartoony, but it still it still looks a lot like her. Back from like the pink hair era, because Sasha's had every Sasha's had almost the full rainbow at this point. Yeah. Um, but the the thing I remember about I can't remember exactly what it's called. It's downstairs. I'd have to actually go look at it, and you're not gonna I'm not gonna be able to echo my way all the way up here if I do that. But uh, but it's it's one of it's like a me, it's it's like a metal something metal something like that. But it's a it's a ripoff. It's it's still cool looking, but. It's just not the same thing, and I and I've seen the one where it's like everybody's smiling and they have their eyes closed. Like that's a get the get the art style that you like, but appreciate and respect what Funko Pop has provided because it really, right. it really did. And I very much, you know, you, I can't hate somebody becoming successful for getting an art style over because that's a creative thing, and the fact that so many people have licensed their products to be part of this is just really freaking cool. What a cool Didn't thing. Didn't Disney to do something similar? Didn't they have like the vinyls or something? Vinylmations? Yeah, Disney vinyls. Yes. <clears throat> but but if I remember correctly, they also had the crap with uh, where it was like it was the random thing that always pissed me off when you didn't know what you were getting. And I understand right. there's an appeal behind that. But honestly, F that because I can't stand not knowing what I'm purchasing. Yeah. Especially when I'm trying to get a full collection out of the damn thing. It's a loot box, but in real life, I didn't fucking like it. <laughs> but the loot box, you still have an idea of what you're getting. It's like, okay, this we're doing a Walking Dead premiere. And so you're going to get stuff with Walking Dead stuff in it. You know what you're getting. So it's it's if you're a Walking Dead fan, you know you're getting merch from that. And you can still be excited about what you're going to open up the box and see. So... I think that's a little bit different, but if it's like, okay, so I'm going to buy, let's go, let's quickly jump back to South Park real quick. I'm going to buy a South Park mystery thing that could have up to 10 characters in it. And I fucking hate Mr. Hankey, but goddamn, do I love Randy Marsh. And I open it up, Mr. Hankey's in it. Well, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> like, Mr. Hankey, the Christmas boo. You know what I mean? That's not the right. same thing. Whereas, like, if I'm getting a general South Park thing and one of the things in it is like a Mr. Hankey plush, I'm not going to be so mad about that. You know, you but had I, your chance to say <clears throat> either I get Randy or I get shit, and you fucking missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I you had, it, had the perfect it. opportunity to say it. it. <laughs> oh, I said it, just not with that specific word. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Hankey is shit. It, the character is literal shit, but I was never really been a big fan. Although I did like the song. Yeah. So I yeah, like I want to. Oh my god, <clears throat> I, I do you love should... Tally. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do love Tally. Um, Matt, I want to thank you for joining us on the Nerd Table this week. I hope you had a good time. I enjoyed it. Thank you for having, having me. I, I sincerely hope you come back. Thank you. I, I'll gladly be ex- would come back. I was going to say accepted back. I don't know if that was the right term. <laughs> I'm an idiot. So. Yes, you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll hire you, maybe. I don't know. We'll pay you with peanuts. Hey, I mean, as long as they're not salted peanuts, we're good. You know what? <laughs> as, as somebody who has worked on independent wrestling for 15 years, Matt, I will pay you with a handshake and a hot dog. <laughs> hey, I like hot I've dogs. Gotten paid, I've gotten paid for my announcing gigs with a handshake and a hot dog. Yeah, you got to do what no you got to do to get into the industry. You know what I'm saying? 
no condiments, but it, it was a hot dog. Hey, you know what? <laughs> it wasn't oh, a wait, bad hot dog. Before we end this, let's be real. If you put ketchup on your hot dog, are you a child? I got I to gotta say this. I got to get it out of my system. I, if I you, guess I'm okay. partial. I'm partial okay. child because I have put ketchup on my hot dog before. I have to put ketchup on my hot dogs because most of the hot dogs that I get are from fucking gas stations. You're not well, gonna yeah, put mustard. You gotta put You're not gonna put it. mustard on it. I will I put mustard it. on it. I'll put Can mustard. I'll say? put whatever condiments they'll have available. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, why are you putting Hershey's chocolate syrup on your hot dog? I have to put what's available. Damn it! <laughs> I gotta do something. Okay. <laughs> All right. You could All have right. not bought the hot dog at the gas station, but I suppose we didn't consider that option, did we? Listen, both of you have been around <laughs> me when I'm hangry. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> you know it's better yeah. for me to eat and not be hangry. Yeah. Than it is for me to All just right. be hangry. I'm going to I'm going to give you that one. Okay. I'm married. I understand hangry. Like that <laughs> I I get it. I'm with you, buddy. My, and you know what though? But to be fair, my wife has also dealt with me when I'm hangry. So it's not like it's a one-way street there and I get the hangriness. In fact, as we wrap up this episode, I'm feeling it right now because I'm getting a little hangry. But uh, Matt, yeah. but, but Matt, thank you so much for for joining us, man. Uh, guys, CKCC Radio's got a lot of cool stuff building up right here. As you know, our Wrestle Talk show is coming to an end and becoming a patron exclusive show. Club, uh, uh, patreoncom slash Kayfabe. For five bucks a month, you can catch that as well as other bonus content. We're going to put the entire run of Wrestle Talk up for patrons, all 380 episodes and 15 specials. Freaking crazy, I know, but we're going to do that for you guys. Um, filling the void though, coming soon to CKCC radio is girls who like my friend Megan is going to be joined by a friend of hers and they are going to discuss MMA fighting. And Megan has some real experience with MMA. She's friends with some famous fighters. Her husband trains at the dojo in Orlando. So there's a real connection there. She knows her mixed martial arts guys, but these girls are also going to talk about other stuff that girls like like video games and horror. So it's going to be a really cool show to fill the gap that WrestleTalk is leaving behind. I hope everybody checks that out. Of course, you can check out <clears throat> Real Paranormal Talk and Ranking Tracks with Jeff Trelowitz. A new episode airs every other week of each show. Jeff puts out one episode a week and he alternates which one you're getting. Jay Bunny's Music Hub with Jason Shin. Another backlog episode just went up this past week. First of... The first Monday of every month, you get another Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton. It's They're short episodes. They're between 10 and 15 minutes long to get you motivated and power through your month. And trust me, in 2020, we need this show. And Mr. Cotton's voice is what you hear at the beginning and end of every episode of The Nerd Table. So be sure to check that out. The Board to Death Bingecast with the Board to Death Clan have been releasing episodes each and every week. In fact, they are now starting to cover The Mandalorian Season 2. You can check that out. And another Race Nerd podcast with Matt Hardman just released this past week. Uh, Matt talks about the fail four-way of racing, including racers who've been in other media, which is a pretty cool topic here. The Stupid Sexy podcast, where Dan Peck and I review every Simpsons ever, will be making its return at the end of Wrestle Talk, which will be happening in one week's time. I will be bringing Stupid Sexy podcast back each and every week, and I apologize for the delay. That is 100% on me. And if you guys cannot get enough nerd topics and i know you can't you can check out my friends the blake and sal show and the united we fan podcast with mark and brian each and every week look them up wherever you get your favorite podcasts 
That's going to wrap up this week's edition of The Nerd Table, our 13th episode. Once again, thank you, Matt, for joining us. Thank you for that awesome insight into the great movie ride. A lot of cool stuff I never knew about the ride that really fascinates me. Uh, We'll have more theme park talk, of course, next week. And if you guys would like to have us talk about X topic or whatever, you can join the Nerd Table fan community on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash the Nerd Table pod. And you can also follow us at the Nerd Table pod on Facebook to get notified of newest episodes and also on Twitter at the Nerd Table pod. Man, I just ran out of breath trying (laughs) to do all the plugs at the end of the show. I'm just like, well, take a breather now. But I think that pretty much sums up everything. And I think it is time to go get some food. Gentlemen, are you hungry? Because I'm hungry. Oh, I'm fucking hungry. hungry. Let's get let's let's quell that hangriness and wrap up the nerd table. And we will see you guys next week right here on CKCC Radio. Thank you again, Matt. And of course, as always, thank you, Eric. Well, thanks, guys. See you next week. It's time to go to lunch. Thank you for having me. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.